Good morning, and we are joined at this time by the mayor of Greensburg for his monthly visit, Joshua Marsh. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Tom. I'm doing well, and I hope everyone in WRBI land is as well. And, of course, we have our uh, have a recap of the uh, Board of Works meeting and council meeting. And, of course, first up, uh, the Board of Works uh, last night. Kristen Williams, on behalf of uh, Dina Hammer with the Decatur County YMCA, uh, had a uh, uh, request for a street closure. Yes, that's true. And, and unfortunately, uh, Dina couldn't be with us. But we did approve for the Tree City Run, which is a 5K, 10K. That'll be coming up, I believe it's this weekend or it's, uh, very shortly. And it is from the YMCA across to the courthouse and then the 10K and then back. And then the 10K actually continues on out to the high school, um, up the trail, and then back around. So it's a great activity. It's usually pretty well attended for us, and we're very, very excited to be able to uh, do that again this year. And the new uh, Main Street Greensburg director, uh, Rose Cronley, came before the board uh, also with a street closure request. She did, and this one was for the Holiday Walk Parade, which is December 3rd, and that will be at 5.30 p.m. It's a lighted parade this year, which we're very, very excited to bring uh, something a little bit different to the Holiday Walk, part of an all-day-long activity, uh, festivities in downtown Greensburg. And she got approval to come down Broadway, across Washington Street, down Franklin, and then we will light the Christmas tree at the end of the parade on the east side of the square. Should be a ton of fun, lots of activities for the kids. And we're encouraging anyone who would like to participate to uh, reach out to Main Street Greensburg and get an application submitted. We are uh, wanting everyone to, you know, light their vehicles, put some Christmas lights, holiday lights on there, have some fun, have some festivities. It should be a lot of fun, and and we'll be down there. uh, I'm I'm helping announce the parade this year, so it'll be just like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, just on a little bit smaller scale. All right. Can't wait to hear uh, the Golden Pipes uh, being flexed that night. Excellent. And uh, Leslie Thackeray with uh, Gill and Howe Funeral Home, also with a street closure request. We did. We did a lot of street closures last night. A Veterans Day Parade is this coming Saturday. Starts at 11, lineups at 10 and after at Gill and Howe. And that will, again, continue down Broadway, across the north side of the square, down the east side. And then the service uh, ceremony is at the War Memorial on the south side of the courthouse. Again, encourage everyone to come out, participate in that. It's always a great event, and it's always great to recognize and honor our veterans. Again, that's this coming Saturday at 11 in downtown. All right. And then uh, Police Chief Mike McNeely also uh, came before the board with a uh, an officer promotion. We did. We promoted Kyle Wagner to Officer First Class, which is uh, the next step after probationary. He has uh, completed lots of great uh, field training exercises at like the academy, of course, and we're excited to have him join us as a uh, full-time police officer, uh, first class that starts at the end of November. He's been with us for a little over a year now, but with some of the uh, delays in the academy and getting through that process, and we're, we're glad to be able to move him up. And then uh, Fire Chief uh, Nate Sturmer with a uh, storm siren uh, replacement and repairs. This is an item that uh, the chief brought to me about two months ago and, and sort of said, you know, we've got one siren, uh, you know, the severe weather siren that is inoperable. It is not repairable and we have another one that is nearing end of life we think that these are probably about 20 years old somewhere in that ballpark so they are well beyond their uh useful life really but uh we've been we've been fortunate so 
we are going to purchase two of the new versions. They are the stacked um, digital ones. They're not the uh, rotating trumpets, which are much more um, effective to use, but also they uh, winter better than the plastic in the rotating ones. So we're going to purchase two of those. They're about $31,000, $32,000 a piece. So it's not something that is a uh, small, small change, but will hopefully give us a, quite a useful life out of those, and we can uh, replace the one that is um, not working, and we can fix, uh, replace the one that is nearing its end of life. And then we will be down to two of the old style. Washington Township has four that they've updated to this same system. We're updating two of our four uh, with this go-around. And then once we reach a full, full system on the digital, we'll be able to do them uh, silently tested so that we don't have to do the Friday at lunch uh, siren blast, we can just test them ultrasonically, meaning they send a signal to them. The thing says, yep, we heard the signal. We are ready to go. And then send it back, and that, that completes our test. Yeah, because I was uh, hearing the presentation, and uh, it seems like uh, with that digital system, uh, as you just uh, mentioned, uh, there's a lot of options available to uh, the emergency responders with these new sirens. There is. And one of them that's actually uh, very useful is that they tie into the National Weather Service's system. And so that if for some reason we can't activate them locally because we're busy, we're on a run, um, something went wrong, or we want to just move towards that activation in the future, the National Weather Service can actually activate them remotely so that when you know that time becomes appropriate for those to be activated, they send the signal, sirens go off, um, when the time comes that the, the warning can be removed, then, then they can turn them off. Of course, we can control them locally, which is great, but also it does allow for another level of protection. And then uh, the last item was uh, City Engineer Ron May, uh, and I uh, wanted to uh, talk about uh, purchasing uh, traffic uh, counters or uh, analyzers, as he called them. Yeah, these are little units that kind of mount to the street. They're portable, obviously, so we we're purchasing six of them that allow us to do traffic volume, the size of the vehicle, timing, speed, um, frequency, all these different metrics that we can use. And by purchasing six, it allows us to do a three-lane road, which you know would be a, like a north and a south and a turn lane. We could monitor all intersection and control on on the three-lane street. So that's why we're doing six, and we you know, then can do three two-lane streets at one time or whichever. There are, there are lane monitors, meaning that they go between the wheels of the vehicle. They're not the ones that you drive over with, like, the hose. So that allows for more accurate in timing and, and frequency and volume, and you can see, you know, maybe when traffic dies down in the evenings or picks up in the morning. And these are becoming more and more important for communities as, as NDOT and the state and feds, and, and we should be as well, make more decisions based on data and not just uh, anecdotal observation. This allows us to collect that kind of information for when applying for um, LPA funds, CCMG funds, different items that we're asking for infrastructure improvement. We can say, you know, this road has X many cars. It's this busy during the day. You know, maybe this intersection warrants a stoplight. Maybe this one doesn't. Maybe we need a stop sign. Maybe we don't. And so I think it's going to allow us a lot of flexibility. There was a lot of discussion about the ones that we borrowed about two years ago, it, it, and that was brought up in the sense that we, we've done some of this before, but we've never done citywide uh, counting information. 
we don't do it very frequently. And borrowing them uh, gets a little complicated when you are on a timeline because sometimes economic development projects want to know about traffic flow, traffic counts, timing, et cetera, before locating somewhere. So this would allow us to go out, put these down for a couple days, collect a lot of data, analyze it, and send it off. All right. And then with that, that concludes the uh, Board of Works portion of our discussion. And uh, we will move on to the City Council portion. After this uh, brief timeout, as we continue our conversation with Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh. And it's coming up right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our chat with Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh and uh, recapping last night's city council meeting. Of course, uh, both the council and board of works moved to uh, last night because of Tuesday's general election. And uh, Mr. Mayor, I had uh, Richard Starkey with uh, Barnes and Thornburg uh, once again before council. Um, and uh, a lot of this, uh, the two uh, things that he had were uh, related to the uh, street department and fire station campus. Yes, Rich Starkey came and spoke with us about our next step in this process as we kind of in, near the end of the year. This is a approval of the appraisals, transfer of site, and appropriation um, to do all of that. And pretty much what it means is the building corp that is going to lease the property back to the city um, will be responsible for paying the debt. And they have to own the property, but the city must transfer the property to them to do that so that they can lease it back. So it's this big kind of convoluted flow chart of process, and this just lays that out. It sets up um, money from the bond to go towards buying the land, and then it also uh, sets up the mechanism for all the transfer. The short version of the story is this is nearing final legs of the project meaning these are setting up items that happen when and if the bond is approved in December. And then we will uh, sort of trip these triggers, but we have to have them in place as we're drafting the documents so we know which is going where and um, how. So just a lot of kind of legal uh, jargon and mumbo-jumbo, but it is uh, important for completion of the project, and we're still on schedule, hopefully, to complete uh, all the paperwork by the end of the year. And then uh, Wastewater Superintendent Zeke Smith uh, brought up an item that was uh, discussed in the Board of Works. Uh, that was more of an informational item in this one. But, however, this one in uh, City Council was uh, action, and this is uh, regarding the Ohio Street Lift Station Property Edition. Yeah, we're looking at uh, purchasing a, a lot uh, it has a house that has come up for sale next to our lift station, and we're interested in acquiring that for land security and and flexibility and access to the site. So we're going to proceed with that. The uh, the council did vote to, con to continue down that. It is an important list station for us, and this is a little bit of future-proofing, hopefully. He was also talking about uh, places where they can store the uh, the generator and things of that nature, uh, kind of keep it out of the, out of the um, you know inclement weather and things of that nature. Yes. As part of this uh, expansion opportunity, we would look at keeping that there versus keeping it in storage at the wastewater plant 
um, in in climate weather, having to get it to that lift station in a in a short amount of time, really, to make sure that we comply with all of our regulatory requirements and and keep that system up and running. It does uh, have an effect on a lot of the city and a lot of our sanitary sewer uh, flows through there. So it's an important piece of our infrastructure. And again, we're just trying to um, add a little bit of space to that. And then the next uh, thing, Mr. Mayor, was uh, it was Matthew O'Rourke with uh, American uh, Structure Point uh, with a presentation uh, on the uh, Greensburg Comprehensive Plan. And I uh, understand this is, um, of course, again, falls under the new business portion. Yes, our, our long-awaited, long uh, timeline for our comprehensive plan is coming to an end. And we've been working with American Structure Point for well over a year with public outreach and public information sessions and working together to figure out what the what the new comprehensive plan for the city of Greensburg looks like. Matt's been great to work with. We've had a great team internally and externally that have uh, spent a lot of time talking to the community members and stakeholders, which I'm glad to, to have participated in as well. And so the plan commission did recommend the comp plan be adopted. It was sent to council with a five to zero in favor recommendation. And that kind of concludes this portion of it. But really the next portion is about our unified development ordinance to make sure that we are, you know, able to add and and comply and deal with the comp plan. There were some great discussions that Matt talked about from the comp plan, people's interest in, you know, quality of life and sustainability and and initiatives that make it a better place to live. So we will um, obviously be using that document uh, quite often. It's not something we're just going to put on the shelf. We're going to really work towards making sure that the uh, the information gathered by American Structure Point and our teams is what's driving us forward in the future. And then uh, City Engineer Ron May with an ordinance. Uh, this is uh, regarding the uh, Greensburg Redevelopment Commission uh, with an additional appropriation, and uh, this was a uh, first reading. It was, and the discussion is related to the fire station street department building project the the city council asked that i inquire from the redevelopment commission about the opportunity to help fund some of the project and through land purchase and the uh, redevelopment commission expressed uh, approval of that but they are a division of city government which operates on the appropriations based method just like every other division of city government and so with a request that large they were out they cannot have they did not have that much money in their appropriation fund this year left so they are asking for an additional appropriation of their dollars tiff dollars redevelopment dollars can only be spent by the redevelopment commission it doesn't have an effect on any other city fund and so it's kind of uh, their money they just have to ask them to spend it and the city's asked them to spend it on a city project so i i can't imagine that will be uh, much of an issue but it's just just a little bit more of the legal paperwork and then uh, moving into uh, your portion of the meeting, Mr. Mayor, uh, brought the uh, Heritage Hills uh, Economic Development Area creation. Heritage Hills is the event center, event space that is rehabbing the old St. Mary's property on the uh, southeast side of downtown. We are interested in making sure that their investment helps uh, the community and helps downtown as well. So we have uh, worked to establish a economic development area or a new TIF district that encompasses that property and the east side of the square in hopes of re, uh, revival in some properties along there as well. But then we also are allowing the funds to be spent in the downtown area that would allow 
more investments in, in quality of life and infrastructure and different components that affect downtown directly. So I, I'm hopeful that this is a great uh, tool for us and the Redevelopment Commission to make some investments in our historic downtown, work with our partner agencies like Main Street Greensburg, which we mentioned earlier, and just have some more um, facilities and, and items brought into downtown Greensburg. And then the uh, 2023 uh, public meeting calendar was uh, also uh, mentioned, and uh, sounds like it's uh, pretty much the same as this year's. We, we like the setup. We, of course, we moved to a little bit of a more uh, two-week condensed window with uh, our subcommittees meeting the first week of the month and, and then City Council Board of Works meeting the second week of the month. This allowed a, a little more easy flow of uh, paperwork from one to the other. Uh, seems to be working really well. We're going to keep it the same uh, in 23 as well, so we're, we're excited to see that. And then uh, finally, the uh, holiday schedule for uh, next year. Uh, they had one adjustment to it, I understand. We did. We made one uh, slight tweak. The day after Thanksgiving and the day after Christmas aren't really holidays. Um, but several years ago, the state of Indiana uh, removed President's Day as a holiday. It shifted the one for two, um, meaning they got rid of one day and they added two. And we hadn't been following that. Decatur County follows that model. So we're moving to that as well. It does uh, have a reduction of one paid holiday in the calendar year. Um, but we still have uh, a nice holiday schedule for our teammates and, and employees. So I, I believe that will be um, fine and, and a, tr- a change we're going to make next year to get everybody in sync. It's also something the state was looking at because we have an additional day off that the State Board of Accounts, who oversees all the municipal governments and, and state governments, uh, was kind of going, eh, that's really not maybe super kosher, but uh, we, we want to be sure we're on their good side as well. All right. And then, uh, so again, the uh, holiday schedule will now follow the state of Indiana along with the Cater County government. So uh, everybody's in uh, simpatico, I guess you could say. So, all right. And then uh, that's the idea. Yes. All right. Um, anything else, uh, Mr. Mayor, before we let you go? I don't think so. Everybody uh, will uh, have a great, obviously, we'll uh, be on this program after Thanksgiving. Have a great Thanksgiving. I encourage you to get out, shop small and small business Saturday. And then Greensburg and downtown Main Street are having their holiday walk uh, December 3rd. We'd love to have everyone join us for that as well and have a great uh, time with family. Thanksgiving is only two weeks away from today. It's hard to believe. It'll be here before you know it. All right. Well, Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh, as always, we appreciate your time. Uh, Stay well, and we will talk to you again next month. Thank you, Tom.